Hey guys, welcome back to the Millennial Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Agnelli, here with my co-host, Peter Price. Yep. And this is Freestyle Friday. So um, as we always say, guys, thank you for watching, listening, viewing, and subscribing. If you have not done that, please do. It means the world to us. Keep liking and sharing and telling your friends and family about this, guys. We're, we're organically growing week by week, and we love to yeah. see it. Um, and uh, it's just really cool. I'll say it every time. I, we appreciate you guys and spreading the word. And and with that, we just we keep spreading our message um, and, and all of our things we learned throughout life. And it's just a really cool process. Yeah, so thank you guys for that. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's the beginning. And I'm always going to intro into that because we appreciate it. So with that being said, um, I wanted to talk about some upcoming stuff we have with the podcast and kind of where me and Pete are looking to go. Um, there's avenues we want to go down. And I think the first one, um, that we're going to start introducing is vlogs. Mm -hmm. Pete and I both kind of always liked that concept and we played with it in the beginning and we really just want to get this off the ground. But uh, along with the podcast, we are going to start um, doing vlogs in this local area, showcasing restaurants and things to do and kind of just the life around here. Um, and I think it's really cool because it's relatable because you guys live in the area. Most of you do. And mm-hmm. you can do a lot of the same stuff that you know we're looking to do. Um, yeah. And that being said, if you guys have any ideas for like places we should go be hitting or stuff that we should be doing or things that you want to see yeah. us doing. I guess shoot them our way. So we, uh, we know what you want to see. Exactly. A brewery, a bar, a park, anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, we, we really want to be out in the life and, and see you guys in the, in the real world. Um, yeah. but so yeah, we're excited about that and to be able to kind of show you a deeper level of us and us kind of out and about. And, um, that being said, um, Last time we recorded, remember, I spoke with Paul Calvani, one yep. of our first, I mean, I don't want to say our first vlog, but a vlog that you can expect to see is Paul wants to do like an art night at his studio that he works out of. Um, and he said anyone's going to be invited. So me and Nick will be there vlogging, but also you guys, if you're interested in doing something like that, you're going over to Paul's studio and almost like, I don't want to compare it to like the the wine and art places yeah, that you go yeah, to, yeah. but I feel like it'll be that kind of vibe, yep. like a little bit of a party, yep. but also we'll make some fun art and just like have a good time. Hanging with cool people. Yeah, 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 so stay tuned for that. We'll put out a date whenever we get with Paul and lock that down. But I think that'll be super fun. And uh, he wanted to make sure that it was opened up to you guys to come also if you're interested. He's a really awesome guy. And it's going to be, it's exciting. I'm very excited to be able to see him in his craft in the, in the real world. Yeah, 100%. Um, but kind of just throw paint at shit. I'm not an artist, but I think that's kind of the hilarious part about it is yeah. throwing something together totally. and see kind of what works. Um, but we will keep you guys updated with that stuff because we want, again, to see you guys out and mm-hmm. and uh, give you something to do, right? We all live these busy lives and I think something different and fun and seeing people you haven't seen in years and catching up is awesome. Totally. Uh, we love doing it. So, uh, I don't care if we haven't talked to you since high school or middle school or anywhere in between. Um, we want, we want to see you guys. So yeah, that is something I'm very excited about. And as events come up, we will be, you know, voicing it on social media and whatnot. Um, these meetups or whatever we want to call them. Um, the next thing I want to get into about guys is, uh, as I've said on the podcast over the past, the entire time the podcast has been around, you know, my health is a big struggle for me and I've been fighting it and, and, um, I've, I've been having a hard time getting into a routine and having anything stick. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a very like goal driven person. I have to have something kind of in front, in front of me to run to, whether it be a challenge or an event or anything in between. Yeah. So my wedding's off in the distance and I really want to get healthy and fit and feel good in my body for that. But, um, I wanted to finish this year strong. I feel like physically, I mean, it in health, I feel like every year towards the end of the year, it kind of tails off and into the holidays, 
Um, you kind of just, you know, start eating shitty food and you stop working out mm -hmm. and you kind of get into this runt. And then January 1st rolls around and everyone's New Year's resolutions come out and it's yeah. kind of just like back to square one. I don't want to start the year at square one next year. I really want to start it on a on a sprinting note and, yeah. a, and on a, a one foot in front of the, the other. I like that. So um, a challenge I'm going to introduce, guys, is the Millennial Mentality Challenge. And it's it's a challenge or anything you want to call it. But we're going to call it a challenge. And the challenge is simple. Um, every day till the end of the year, you do one 45-minute workout, whether that workout is walking, yoga, stretching, CrossFit, Gold's Gym, anything in between. Whatever that is to you, and um, and you could vary it to, to your your skill level and anything in between, but mm. keep it simple. One forty five minute workout. We all know what that means, and no cheap meals until the end of the year. Mm. And those are two different avenues. I think the workout thing's very good. Some people might already go to the gym once a day, every day, but it just keeps consistency in your life. And that's really what the goal of the challenge is: is building balance. Yeah. You know, I did seventy five hard this year, earlier this year, and it was very. Um, a lot. And I was happy I did it. It changed my whole mindset at the time. But um, for this, I want to create a healthy lifestyle that has balance. Yeah. Meaning that you can go out and have a few beers with your buddies or go have a glass of wine with, with your girls um, Friday night. But Saturday morning, you're waking up and you're going to the gym. Or you're waking up and going for a walk and you're yeah. keeping your body uh, healthy um, and, you're, and you're continuing that lifestyle. Like I said, it's all about balance, right? So if we could put that into our lives and live a healthier life, but also live a fun and fulfilled life, I want to do that. Yeah, totally. And then no cheat meals because I feel like that's really hard to do, especially with this upcoming season. Mm -hmm. Christmas cookies out and Thanksgiving and, and, and the holiday parties and everything in between. But I know that if you do that and you start sticking through with that, A, you'll see the, see the benefits aesthetically, but B, your mental strength and fortitude will be so high going into right. the new year. And that's something that I really want to push. And that's doable, guys. You can go to a party and you can eat healthy. You can go to, you know, again, I want this challenge to be something that you can integrate into your real life, not, you know, become a cocoon and not go out and have fun. Right. I want you to have fun. I want you to be in the real world and be with people. But I also want, and this, I'm talking to myself in this too. 100%. I also want, to be able to live a healthy lifestyle, look in the mirror, be proud of the person and have balance, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So the MM challenge, guys, uh, we're gonna be talking about it. For me, it's starting tomorrow. And with that, um, I am, uh, I'm gonna post one workout a day. I'm gonna be very boisterous about it on social media. It just kind of, it's an accountability partner without being boisterous about it. Of course, if you guys wanna message me about it, please do. Yeah, please. But Pete and I are jumping into this and uh, it's accountability. It's knowing that someone else is kind of going through this struggle with you mm -hmm. in, in this process. Um, and that we're all trying to become better selves. Yeah. Uh, very simple. Um, but come come along with this journey with us and, and end the year strong. Really yeah, do. Please. I think that's awesome. Dude, I got to be honest with you. You texted me this earlier today saying the MM challenge. And it didn't, maybe I smoked too much. It didn't occur <laughs> to me at the time that that stood for millennial mentality. That and challenge. it was our challenge that yeah, we were yeah. creating. I thought this was someone else's thing, like 75 hard. No, no. And we were just jumping on board. No. I'm fired up now yeah, that this yeah. is our own challenge. Yeah. This is sick. Yeah. I hope you guys participate. I mean, if it, I mean, I don't want to like guilt anyone no, into that, you know, no, or no, feel no. like you're obligated yeah. to do this if you fuck with us. But I hope that it does inspire someone or at least one person, yeah. you know, to like, Tighten up before the end of the year. I think that's And there's awesome. really, no, in my opinion, there's no excuse not to do it. Like, you know, it. No pressure, but yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no right? excuse. <laughs> um, like it's it, to, to get outside of your house and go for a 45 minute walk or just to do anything active for 45 minutes, guys, it's it's one 24th of your day. It's, it's barely yeah. anything. And the reality of it is, 
everyone knows it's going to make them better, yeah. you know, and they'll be happier. It, it does. There's scientific results out there that yeah. show how much benefit you get from just a quick workout every exactly. day. Exactly. I'm down, man. I like it. I'm excited. I'm stoked. That and, got me uh, fired up. I did, it, it, when I was thinking about it today, I think it's really cool because, you know, our face will be on, on the push for it. And again, you'll know that we'll be ho- holding ourselves accountable and anyone else who wants to participate. But I always start at the beginning of the year feeling shitty, feeling behind the ball, feeling like I got to start this new self. And Can I we really, add a gratitude list to the challenge? I, th- I think that's a good Can idea. Can we do Pete. that? Yeah. Sick. I gratitude love that. Gratitude list daily? Okay. So this is it, guys. Every day till the end of the year, you have to write a gratitude list. Whatever that means to you, means to you. If you want to reference right. that and learn more about that, it's episode Freestyle Friday 2. Mm. And Pete, Pete talks about that for about 20 minutes. Yeah, so nice. a, a gratitude list um, is one. A 45-minute workout is two. And no cheat meals. And we all know what cheat meals are, are three, right? Um and uh, whatever that means to you, means to you. If you want to bulk up and gain some muscle before the end of the year, it, do that. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to get leaner and go into the holidays feeling great, do that. Yeah. Um, but I think all three things are very simple. The gratitude list might take you five to ten minutes in the morning. Um, the cheat meals, it's really nothing but integrating better meals into your life. It's not crazy. Yeah. And uh, the, the workout, guys, is essential. We have to move, uh, move as humans. So, I love that, dude. Um, I'm excited because yeah, I've never too. been consistent with a gratitude list either personally. And I'm very excited to see what it does life to my changing. life. Um, I'm really, I'm really pumped. Sick man. Me too. So, awesome. um, the MM challenge guys, tell your friends, family, join along with us. Um, Sick. and, uh, embrace the suck with us. Cause it's going to be hard sometimes, but yeah, that's awesome. And then the last thing I want to talk about guys, as far as like announcements go is, um, something that's been on my, uh, my heart lately has been volunteering. I really haven't volunteered with anything in probably five or 10 years, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, we did it a lot as kids, whether it was for high school, I think you had to have a hundred hours of community service or whatever it was, mm-hmm. but I really haven't volunteered. Or court appointed for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, but I really haven't volunteered out of just like helping in a while. Um, so I think the first event me and Pete were talking about doing is for Thanksgiving um, with some philanthropy or cause, we're gonna help give out meals. Sick. Um, and uh, I think with giving back to the community like that, you get so much. And I think with like a toy drive, because I thought about that, but just purchasing something and dropping something off in a box, you could, you know, it makes you feel good. But to be really out in the community and seeing the lives you affect mm-hmm. firsthand, getting out of the house and, and seeing what it's really all about, yeah. helping families get through rough times and, and anything in between, it really affects your psyche and in, 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 in your whole life and perspective moving forward. Mm-hmm. So I think that's imperative to do. Um, and we're talking to myself about that. And then Pete, uh, around Thanksgiving, we're going to do something. We're going to get back. Um, again, we'll be posting about that. But if it's kind of something that you haven't done in a while, but you want to do, join us. Um, because we're going to make sure it's for a good cause and that the families and people being affected really need it. Um, because in the end of the day, life's about living, but also life's about giving back. And when you give back, you receive two times over. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about that, guys. So, yeah, those are our announcements. Uh, we're going to be vlogging. Our challenge is coming up, the MM Challenge, and uh, volunteering. And with all those guys, reach out to us if you have any questions. Um, we'll be we'll be giving more information as things move along, but we're excited. Hell yeah. The first big subject I want to talk about today is uh, Pete. Um, last week, hit, at the end of the episode, he uh, pulled out from his car his old binder from jail. Yeah. Or packet of papers from jail. Yeah, right. 
And uh, I'm gonna let Pete talk about it, but he came to me and it was such a cool idea from for the podcast because it's really a firsthand look at where Pete's mindset was in jail, after jail, right? You know, and, and everything in between. Yeah. So I'm gonna hand it over to you. Um, right. I, I want you to open it and kind of just give us your real world reaction, everything. Yeah. So this is um this is kind of a funny thing to be doing, but I'm glad that it's unfolded this way. Yeah. You know, like this packet. I, like when I was in jail, okay, just to give you an idea of what I'm about to read. Um, when I was in jail, there was a lot of like weird creative shit that people did when they were locked up to just do basic things that on the outside you would never think twice of. Um, like what? Can you give a few? Examples? Well, I'll dive into a yeah, bunch yeah, yeah. now. But as I started to realize how many like creative inventions there were, I was like, I got to start writing this shit down because I'm going to want to tell these stories when I get out. Like this shit's hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a handful of people, my friends and stuff have heard these stories probably over the years, but never did I think I was going to have a platform like this to share it on, you know? So it's funny that I've got this list where I think the title of the list literally says weird jail stuff at the top. Does it really? Yeah. Weird jail stuff. No way. And, uh, this list was purely made like for this purpose. Cause I knew these were funny ass stories and I was going to want to tell them when I got out. Um, but anyway. And it also shows, like, the boredom level that yeah, there is yeah, in jail. Yeah, yeah. I've got, like, these super OCD yeah. graph paper lists, you know, of everything. Um, and so there's a lot in here, you know? Like, I, I brought, like, all my paperwork from jail. Um, but I think I'll dive into the list first just because this is the funniest stuff. Um, and so to give you an idea, like, I, I was in jail in Tallahassee, right? And so the demographic there, it's like... 50% ghetto, 50% like super redneck, you know, okay. very small portion college kids. Okay. Um, and so my first cellmate was Peanut when I first oh got in there. Oh my gosh, first, what? Yeah, first cellmate was Peanut. Super cool dude, like probably five, three. Yeah. I think missing a front tooth probably. Really? Um, White guy? Yep, yep. Yeah. This little Peanut, you know, yeah. nice, nice guy. <laughs> and um, grateful for him, bro. Like as soon as I got in there, it was, it was easy. You know, he yeah. showed me the ropes, he taught me everything and... Uh, I had a little squad to sit with when it was time to eat. We played cards, taught me how to play cards. And, uh, but like the most crucial thing he taught me was how to make goulash. Because like the worst part about being in jail wasn't that bad. You know, I don't want to make it sound like I was in like maximum security yeah. prison and it was fighting every day. It wasn't anything crazy. Yeah. I saw a lot of fights. I didn't have to participate in any. But it was really just like fucking playing cards, reading books and chilling all day. Like it wasn't anything crazy. Um, but the worst part about being in jail was the food. And not in the sense that the food was, like, awful. I mean, the food was awful. It didn't taste good, but, like, you can deal with that. They just don't feed you enough. Like, not even close to enough. Really? And so the other thing was, like, at this time... What is that? Like, a 1,000 calories a day? I w if I had to guess, probably, like, 1,200 calories a day or something. Really? I don't know. But going into jail, like, I knew I was getting locked up. It was, like, a six-month court process before getting sentenced. And I knew I was probably getting a little bit of jail Man. time. So I got swole as fuck prior, like as swole as Did I could you get. Really? Yeah, I was counting calories using my fitness pal, really? like working out every day hard. I was so big. And I was eating 4,000 calories a day of like the cleanest food, yeah. you know, which it's hard to hit all those calories yeah. when you're eating clean too. Um, so I think it was a little bit of both. They like don't feed you enough, but my body was also used to like a surplus of food, Correct. you know, and it was probably burning like a furnace with yeah. all the muscle that I had at the time. So that was like the worst part for me was I was starving the whole time. You know, and uh, so the first little food hack was every day for lunch was a bologna and cheese sandwich, which is just terrible. So you don't get breakfast, go right to lunch. No, no, you do. I'm just kind of skipping okay, into okay, the first yeah, hack. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I'll start there, too. The, the eating schedule is super weird. You eat breakfast at 530 in the morning. 
Okay. They wake you up at 5.30 for breakfast. Um, then lunch is like 12.30. And then dinner is 5.30 at night. Okay. And then you don't eat again until breakfast at 5.30 in the morning. So it's okay. a 12-hour window that you're not eating. That's kind of a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially for a guy like me. Like, I don't... I've never, like, fasted. I've never been able to do, like, yeah. intermittent fasting. When I get hungry, I'm like, I got to eat, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um... So yeah, the, the food schedule is weird. And I think that's also partially why you're always so hungry is because you've got this long stretch between dinner and breakfast when you're laying there trying to sleep and your stomach's just growling, right? Um, but the bologna and cheese sandwich for lunch every day sucked. You eat it because you're starving, but it never gets better, you mm-hmm. know? So the thing that we would put on like all the food, really, I shouldn't even just say it was for lunch, but like all the meals, you get, you have commissary, um, which is basically like you can order like snacks and you know, other little miscellaneous items that are approved by the jail through the commissary. And so you have someone put money on your books and then once or once or twice a week, you can place an order. And so on there is like all bullshit. It's like candy bars and chips and things like that. Uh, but you'd order bags of Cheetos and then you'd crush up the Cheetos and call you'd call them crunchies. And it's just like Cheeto dust. And you'd put that on like everything. It was like, really? se- it's like your seasoning, you know, cause nothing was seasoned. All, everything just tasted like nothing. So you put Cheetos on everything. Bologna and cheese sandwich covered in Cheetos, like way better, you know? <laughs> um, so that was like a daily thing. No way. Yep. But Peanut taught me how to make goulash. And that's like how you get to go to sleep at night because it's so hard to sleep when you're starving. Okay. And uh, this was basically like a whole commissary recipe, right? So you got to order all these ingredients okay. in order to be able to make your goulash. Um, and let me just try and remember real quick all the ingredients. It was probably like a bag of Cheetos a bag of cheese puffs, you know, like the yeah, big yeah, yeah. puffy noodle looking ones. Um, and those come in the big bag. Yeah. And uh, there's these chips called the whole shebang, which what? is like, they're like salt and vinegar, vinegar chips, I think is what you would compare them to. Um, and my understanding is like, you can only get those in jail on commissary. Okay. Like people were serious about the whole shebang. Yeah. I remember this guy saying before he got released, like, man, my baby mama said, if I don't bring her home some whole shebang, she going to beat my ass. Oh my God. I swear to God, dude. Like he had to order some before he got out so he could take it home with him. To the his baby whole mom. shebang. I swear the whole shebang. Crucial ingredient. Yeah. Um, what else? A hot pickle. You know, like at the gas station, yeah. you get the hot pickle in the bag of like fluid. Yeah. You get one of those. Um, you save your bologna from your bologna and cheese okay. sandwich in the morning. You save whatever your meat was from dinner that night. And usually you and your cellmate are like going half and half on this thing, you yeah, know? Yeah, so yeah. like he'll save his food, you save your food. You guys both get some commissary items and you split this shit. And, uh, let's see what else. That's kind of, oh, and ramen noodles, like the staple ingredient. Okay. Ramen okay. noodles is like, uh, money in jail. Okay. You know, you buy things with ramen noodles. Oh my noodles, gosh. I swear. And, um, currency was the word I was looking for. Ramen noodles are like currency. Um, so anyway, there's two steps to this. And that's why I say you do it with your cellmate. Cause you almost kind of need two people to do this. One person's crushing up and mixing all the ingredients while the, the other person is preheating the oven is what peanut called it. There ain't no oven. in There's jail. no oven in jail cells. If you've never been in one, there's no oven, <laughs> but there is a sink and it works kind of like the, the shower at the beach where you like, you push the button and then water comes out for like 10 seconds and yeah. you got to push it again to keep it going. That's how the sink works. There's two buttons. One's hot, one's cold. It runs for a few seconds and then it turns off. The hot one doesn't like come out hot yeah, or even remotely hot for yeah. a while. But if you sit there and you just push it over and over and over and over again for a while, it gets like pretty warm at some point. <laughs> so one, per- one cellmate will be preheating the oven, which is just sitting on the toilet, pushing the hot button over and no over and over way. again to get the water warm. 
while the other guy is turning all the ingredients into basically dust and putting them into one bag. So you take the ramen noodles, you crush that shit up into a powder. You take the Cheetos, crush it up. Cheese puffs, crush it up. You take your pick, pickle and you chop it up with like your spork that everyone has. What? Chop it up into little pieces. Take the meats that you saved from the day, chop those up into little pieces. And there's no like refrigerator either, yeah, bro. Yeah. You're keeping your bologna from lunch like in your fucking Lord, cup under yeah. your bunk. You know, it's nasty. Um, but ah, it's what you got, bro. Yeah. Chop that shit up into little pieces. You put everything into the big bag that the cheese puffs came in. So now you've got this dust of chips yeah. and ramen dust and whole meat. shebang dust yeah. and uh, pickles and meat, right? And then uh, you take your ramen noodle cup, fill it with some of that warm water from the oven, dump it into the bag. And not like you're not like sub- it shouldn't be watery, you know, you're yeah. just adding a little bit of moisture to this powder. Yeah. And then you fold up the bag, and uh, this is another one of the hacks that I have on my list, but there's no tape, obviously, in jail either. But if you need to tape something, they give you a deodorant stick once a week for, like, your hygiene kit. And if you peel the label off the deodorant stick, it's, like, still pretty sticky. And you can use that to tape shit together. So that's what you use for tape. And uh, you tape the bag shut, you know, just so it's not going to pop open. And then uh, the guy who's preheating the oven, once the water gets nice and warm, you jam a bar of soap into the drain. And it clogs the drain up, drain up, and uh, the water start, the sink starts filling up with the warm water. And so then you take your like sealed pouch, which is your chip bag yeah, yeah, full yeah. of powder, and you put that in, in the, the warm water. water. <laughs> and uh, right, and then uh, it starts cooking, you know. And like this, the water in there reacts with the ramen noodles and this Cheeto dust. And it sort of starts to expand and, like, puff up in the bag. What? And it's getting warm in the water. The water from the sink isn't going in the bag. Yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. sealed it by folding it up and taping it shut. Yeah, yeah. But it's go- the heat is transferring through the yeah. bag and warming up this brick of... It's like a bright orange brick, too, from oh all the Cheeto. Oh, my gosh. And, um, and, yeah, you let that shit sit in there for a couple minutes and still it, like, stops expanding eventually. Take it out. Dry off the bag and you fucking unfold it, rip it open, and you've got this bright orange, like puffy block. Block, yeah. Peanut was nasty. He'd put mayonnaise all over his, which I wasn't about that. We've already (laughs) gone over that in a previous episode. I don't do like the white creamy condiments or cheeses. So you ate that shit just just the orange powder, right? So you split the brick in half, you put it into your ramen noodle cup, and that is like the most delicious thing you'll eat in jail. And it you, had, you had it like once a week, once a night? I tried to order enough commissary and portion everything out appropriately so that I could do it every day. Wow. Because like, I'm telling you, I was so hungry, I wouldn't sleep. I was getting migraines and stuff from not eating enough and like was sick from it. So I was trying to make that shit as often as possible. What time of the day would you do it? Probably like around midnight, you know, like you wait until you're hungry. Um, and then you wake them up and be like, hey, Peanut, I need your help. And we're probably up, you know, yeah. like it, if, if we know we're making goulash, you're not going to bed. You can't wait to make the goulash. But you don't want to make it too early because like... So what do you do in the meantime, Pete, from like 8 to 12? I've read a lot of books. That's like the only time in my life I've... Do you have nightlights? Um, no, but you like they don't turn the lights off on you. Like you could keep your light on in the cell all night really? if you want. And uh, like if you're on the bottom bunk and your cellmate's got the light on, you just hang a blanket yeah. under his mattress so it like drapes over your bunk yeah. and it's dark. You also do that when you're pooping so that he doesn't have to watch you poop. Oh, shit. Yeah, you put a curtain up. <laughs> oh, my God. We also it's... had, like, the bologna and sandwich bag came in, like, a brown paper bag. And you'd save that. And so you literally like... don't throw anything out. No, everything's, like, used. Yeah. So the brown paper bag, you'd, like, 
keep it nice and pristine. I don't know how peanut would keep them so crispy. It looks like he ironed them. When I got in the cell for the first time, I remember thinking like, this cell is immaculate. Yeah. You know? Um, he had brown paper bags in like both opposite corners of the cell. And he's like, those are our trash cans. If you got garbage, you put it in the bag, you know, don't be throwing shit all over the place. Wow. And like twice a day, he would take his towel and mop the floors. He'd f- fill up the sink with water yeah. and just fucking mop the floors with this towel. That's a great roommate to have. Yeah, sick. Because, I mean, your toilet's right there, too. Yeah. You know, like, you, no matter how good your aim is, it's like hitting the toilet and splashing yeah. and stuff. And then we're doing push-ups on the same yeah. floor. So it's like, it was nice to keep it clean. And well, you know me, I'm OCD as fuck. What was Peanut in there for? His, like, fourth DUI or something. Oh, okay. So yeah. he wasn't, like, a fucking, you know... No, not, like, a hardened criminal yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah. but, uh... Before, I did watch him... At what point do you start getting fucking Ubers, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, right, no, 100%. Peanut didn't learn his lesson. <laughs> oh, Peanut. He, uh, at one point while we were there, like, some guys get meds, you know, if you've got conditions that require yeah. that, or this one guy had, like, really bad back problems, and he would get, like, a painkiller um, every night. Wow. And he sold Peanut his painkiller for some sort of commissary. This guy couldn't get commissary. Like some people don't have people on the outside to put money on their books, you know? So he couldn't get any commissary. So Peanut would order some shit for him. And then the guy gave him his painkiller. I watched Peanut snort a painkiller in our cell. That was some crazy shit, I thought. Did you, what was your reaction? Like, get me the fuck out of here? Was that like an old fuck I was chilling, bro. I was trying to pretend like I've been around the block before. I was like, damn, dog, what... What's that do? He's like, I'm asleep. Good night. Did you have? A- <laughs> he snored his ass off that night. Did you? Did you have a different persona in jail? Were you like? No, not really. I mean, I was just, I was quiet. You know, I wasn't yeah. like the fucking podcast yeah. host. Like, hey, you should be on my fucking show after this. You know, I was just, you know, very nonchalant. Did you have a nickname? Um, they call me Pepe. Hydroponic Pete. What? Yeah, because I was telling them that my apartment at the in Tallahassee, I was planning on starting a grow operation yeah. in my closet, and I started talking about. Wait, you were doing that? No, I was talking about okay, it. Okay, okay. And I was telling them that this was my plan. And like, goddamn hydroponic Pete. Oh <laughs> so my yeah, that gosh. was that. <laughs> yeah. And then you just stuck with that. They call. I mean, they didn't like call me that, but if yeah, that was. If you was, saw Peanut walking down the street, he you would just here? call me Pete. Okay. But it was said. Have you kept in touch with Peanut? Nah, nah. Uh, uh, there is one guy from jail that I played cards with like every day that I'm friends with on Facebook, but we don't yeah. like to talk. Yeah. One experience, Pete. Um, I've got some more on here. You want, yeah, yeah. You want me to keep going? Keep going. Um, so the shower, right, is, uh, well, first of all, I'll preface it with like, it's not the intimidating shower experience that everyone imagines. I asked in, you like, on the first prison, one, yeah. Right? Um, you've got like your stall that you go in. But... And there ain't no doors in the stalls? like all No, those- it's like a stall door. Okay. You know, okay. but like you can see your ankles probably yeah. and you can see over the top yeah. of the stall. Like I could watch TV with all everyone else while yeah. I'm taking my shower. You got a uh, TV in there? Well, it's, it's just, this is in the main pod area. It's not like there's a TV in the shower okay. room. The showers are in the TV room, you okay, know, okay. which is also the main room where we room. eat, you know, like my cell was right next to the shower. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's all just, everything's in one room. Okay. You never leave your pod. Um, and so... The shower head uh, was, like, weak, you know? Like, it had, like, a weird flow. It was, like, almost a fucking water fountain, you know? It just, like, came out with this weak-ass stream, and you'd have to, like, fucking, (laughs) like, douse yourself with water. Um, So, I don't know who the fuck figured this out, but some genius in jail figured out a part of that hygiene kit that we'd get every week, um, which was, like, your deodorant. Another one was... uh, A shampoo bottle? A tube of toothpaste. Like a little travel size toothpaste. And they cut the back side of the tube on and put it on. So like, there's no corners in this room, but you have like a corner of the wall in your cell. And uh, it's a cement wall, 
you know? And if you just fucking grind the tube of the toothpaste against this cement corner, eventually you'll like saw through it, you know? And then you'd take that into the shower with you and you just jam the open end of the tube over the shower head. And then like the area where the, the toothpaste would come out normally is where the water comes out now. And it, it worked really well as a shower head. The innovation in this place. I don't know who came up with that shit. I don't, I'm not giving peanut credit for that one, but that is genius. It almost makes me want to like lock myself up in my house for 30 days without anything to do. I feel like I'm going to invent something like Maybe. sliced cream cheese, or something just spend like that. a ton of money on Amazon. <laughs> That's true too. It's dangerous, dude. Um, okay. So that was a shower. What else you got? Uh, okay. So like some people have long hair and they want like a hair tie yeah. or if you have some reason to like, you need a rubber band. Oh, like I was saying, uh, when you're saving your meats and stuff, yeah. you put it like in a cup and then a lot of people would like put toilet tissue over the cup and then a rubber band around that. So it was like somewhat sealed, you know, okay. you can feel like you're keeping flies out or something, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. but you don't have rubber bands. You know, you can't yeah. just go to the front desk and be like, can I have a rubber band? Like they'll tell you to fuck off. The standards change when you go into jail. Yeah, there yeah. are, there's, yeah, no there's standards. not standards. Um, but there's these guys called trustees, right? And basically they're like good behavior inmates yeah. that have volunteered to like do extra work. And, um, there's really no benefit other than like you get to spend extra time out of your cell because yeah. you're doing this extra work. And so after every meal or after every time we, yeah, after every meal, they'd have to go around, they'd mop the whole pod and sweep the whole pod, like three or four of these guys. And it'd just take like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. And then we'd be allowed back out after they were done to like play cards and watch TV and shit. But while these guys would be going around mopping and sweeping, they'd have latex gloves on. And um, as Buddy comes by your cell with the mop, you just be like, hey, dog, let me get those gloves when you're done. And so then he goes around, does his thing, he'll mop, and then he'll come back with the broom. When he comes back with the broom, he'll just drop the gloves and, like, fucking slide them under your door. And so then, the gloves have two uses. I had a lot of gloves. Because I was trying to work out still when I was in there. And so there's no weights. That's the other thing. It's not like a prison that you see in the movies and everyone's, like, fucking pumping iron in the yard. You know, there are no weights. We didn't even get to go outside. And um, the way you work out, other than just doing, like, push-ups and sit-ups, is you get a bunch of of latex gloves. And you fill them up with water from the sink. And then tie them in a knot. And now you've got, like, water balloons. And you accumulate a bunch of water balloons and you fill up your pillowcase with them. And now it's like a pretty heavy pillowcase. You know, I don't know how heavy, like 15, what? 20 pounds. The more water balloons you get, the more heavy it could be. And that's how you work out. You just be doing like fucking curls with this water balloon pillowcase. Wow. Um, but you could rip, you know how like a latex glove has like a, a little thick ring around yeah, the yeah, wrist yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you rip that off, I actually have one in here. If you rip that ring off. Oh, my probation officer too. It looks just like a rubber band and it wow. functions just like a rubber band. So Jesus. now you have a rubber band, but there's, you can like see the phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a latex glove that I ripped the wrist off. Got to get creative. Wow. Oh, here's a, uh, the inmate numbers for my friends so that I could send them stuff when I got <laughs> Are out. Are you kidding me? Robert, Rob, Willie, and Kenny. Yeah. That's Shout out so to you guys. funny. That's insane, Pete. Yeah, I'm blown dude. away. There's a I- lot of funny shit. And I know you guys probably are too. I know, like the little intricate shit of jail. I had never heard this stuff. You can do your laundry in there. Like in the pod, they've got a, a washer and dryer. There's one washer and dryer for everyone to share in the whole pod. Um, which it, there's probably like 80 people yeah. in the pod at least or something. So it's like, it's impossible to do your laundry yeah. in the washing machine. You know, it's like always taken. There's someone that when the doors get unlocked, fucking sprints to the laundry. I wasn't going to be that guy. You know, like I never was able to do the laundry in the dryer. Um, But what people would do is they just wash their clothes in the sink in your cell and then like let it hang dry overnight. 
or hope that maybe you could just throw your shit in the dryer with someone else's, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, they, to, for de- detergent, you know, they give you, like, a little souffle cup, like a little two-ounce cup with, I think, just, like, dial dish soap to use as detergent. Yeah. But it doesn't smell like anything, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what people would do, and this is such, like, a, a petty hack, but, like, to make your clothes smell good, you'd have, like, a surplus of toothpaste because you get a tube every Wednesday, and you don't use a whole tube of toothpaste in a week. So people would take their extra toothpaste and squeeze it into their laundry, and then when you'd get your clothes back, they'd smell like minty fresh. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Funny, right? Stupid, but funny. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I just want to meet the guys that try this for the first time. Like, oh, I got a tube, it toothpaste. Out, right? Got some clothes. Fuck it. Let's just ride with it. I like it, the yeah. way my toothpaste yeah, smells. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. This one's funny. So everyone that uses the phone, you put your sock over the phone. This is pre-COVID, too. You know, this is before we were worried about germs. But the phone's kind of nasty. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. everyone's using the phone yeah. all day, putting it on their face. And it's like a pay phone, you yeah. know, so it's like on your face. And... uh so, yeah, when you go use the phone, you slide a sock over it, and you got the sock phone over Really? It. Yeah. But, like, everyone. That one's universal. Everyone does it. Huh. Right? <laughs> this is just... Oh, man. So, you also have a, a surplus of soap, usually, too, because, again, okay. you get a bar of soap every yeah. Wednesday. And uh, so, what we do is, you know how they have, like, urinal cakes? Yeah. You do, like, almost the same thing with your bar of soap, where, like, the toilet, had, you could see where, like, the water was going to come out yeah, to yeah. flush the toilet, and you jam the bar of soap up against the edge of the oh, toilet, oh. right where that water yeah. is. So every time you flush it, it goes over the soap, and it, like, cleans the toilet as you're flushing it, you know? And it kind of smells nice, you know? Oh, wow. What? <laughs> Who thought of that? Did they have toilet paper in jail? Yeah, you get, like, one roll every Wednesday with your high like single-ply shit? Uh, yeah, it was shit. yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched a show one time, like a prison show, you know, mm-hmm. when they go inside the prisons and whatnot. And it was like an eight-story prison, and half of it was female and half of it was male. Mm-hmm. And these two people communicate, like there was relationships in the prison because with the way the water drained from the toilet stack, if you put down a string, right, and you had an end of a, a toilet paper roll, like the cardboard, and you put it next to your ear, and the string went to a toilet, they would grab it. They'd put their hand and grab Shut the, the string, fuck up. pull it out, right? Put it on the end of their hole, and then they'd be able to communicate. Shut the, the fuck up. And like, but literally as they're talking, they're literally talking into the hole of the fucking toilet, uh, of the, of the, the that toilet seat. That is crazy. And they were communicating. That. There was a couple that was married because of that. Shut That up. was the only way they communicated was through the toilet because one guy let, let the string go down we'll the plumbing stack. that shit out. That's what I'm saying. And I think it was because at first they could slightly hear people talking from the toilet mm. stack because it was empty. And uh, and then someone probably tried it. I mean, all the guys are probably horny and lonely in there. So oh they're like, fuck it. Yeah, let me try. So, but it's literally disgusting because you're reaching your hand in to grab a string where just, you know, shit's falling. But <sighs> you do crazy shit in prison. That's funny, man. That's unbelievable. All right. I got a couple more. Poker chips. Like everyone was playing cards yeah, every yeah. day, right? And there's no poker chips. So what they do is like, you have to get a new deck of cards. Yeah. You've never seen a deck of cards that's so worn out yeah, yeah, than yeah. when you're in jail. You know, like, rarely do you ever even see a deck of cards that's worn out. You buy one, you use it like once, and then it sits in the Is it like straight forever. spades in there? A lot of spades. Yeah. Um, and then like rummy, too. You ever yeah, play yeah, rummy? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, it was Tonk at Dwyer. You remember yeah, Tonk? Yeah, it was rummy. It was yeah. the same thing. You know, I realized when I got that, oh, shit, yeah, I know yeah, something yeah, yeah. about this one, boys. Watch <laughs> out. Um, but some guys would play poker and to get poker chips, what they do is like someone would have an old shitty deck of cards, which you order those on commissary also. Yeah. So when you get a fresh one, 
you take the old deck and you'd rip the corners yeah. off the cards with the numbers, and now that's like the value of those chips, you know, really? whatever the number was. Yeah, little poker chips, but they were just like pieces of paper, you know? Huh. Yep. There was also like a whole gambling ring that went on in there. There's one guy in the pod that ran the books. He was Are like you the bookie. Me? And we've got TVs, you know, we yeah. watch all the games. And so people would be gambling ramen noodles. Bang. Yeah, on the games, ramen wow. noodles, commissary shit, my next meal. The like valuable tray was shank. It was called shank tray. I don't know why they called it that. Maybe because it was so good, you'd get shanked over it. Okay. That's my theory. That's probably But it was basically scary, biscuits yeah. and gravy. Okay. And it was the best meal that you'd eat the whole time. You'd only get it Wednesday mornings. That was your okay. breakfast on Wednesday mornings. Shank tray. And everyone knew that was the best it one. It fired you up. Like to. Wednesday morning, you woke up and were like, yeah. So remember the guy from the story with the painkillers yeah, earlier yeah, yeah. who doesn't get commissary? He wanted a notepad and pencils. Yeah. And so in exchange, I would get him a notepad and pencils every week on my commissary order in exchange for his Wednesday shank tray. So every morning I got two trays of biscuits. He'd get his tray from the line, walk right over to my table and give it to me. And I would have two trays of biscuits and gravy. So I ate good on Wednesdays, you know, in exchange wonder, for a pad. It's crazy to me that the guards allow that though, because they know that's going towards something. And yeah. I'm not saying that's their job, but like, right. it's, it's crazy that like, they're so strict in jail, but then I guess you have to let people be people to a certain extent. Though, I think they know? allow it to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah. It still had to be low key. You know, yeah. it's not like we were, I don't think gambling like yeah. out in the open. I think the guards have to assume it's like just pretend, you exactly. know, but really people were gambling yeah. valuables, you know. Who, um, who's the baddest man you crossed in jail? Was there one dude who was like. Yeah, the scariest dude in the pod was this guy Pookie. Which, I know that sounds funny, his name was Pookie. You almost felt weird calling him that because you felt like you were trying him. But, like, when you introduced, hey, I'm Pookie, what's up? Okay. But he was, like, a Nazi, uh, like, skinhead Oh, Aryan dude. Brotherhood monk. Yeah, yeah, and he loved me. So, thank God, you know, like, we got well, along well. Right, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I fit the criteria yeah. for him. Um, but when I got in there, I was swole, you know? And yeah. so I went out to, like, the little basketball yard, which I said you don't go outside, and you don't. Like, the little basketball court is, like, an enclosed concrete, concrete area, yeah. thing. And there was just like an open, it was outdoor air because the concrete was like open at the yeah. top, but there's no wind, you know, it was yeah, just yeah. fucking hot. It was like a sauna, but that's where we'd go work out as well as people be playing basketball and shit. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Pookie fucked with me. Cause when I got in there, I was swole as fuck. And I started working out. He's like, God damn boy, you a bodybuilder or something. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, no man, I just like to work out. <laughs> and he's like, he's the one who taught me about the gloves. He gave me wow. a ton of gloves so we could start working out. And, um, yeah, he fucked with me though. Thank how God. Do you, how do you know he was crazy? Did he have crazy stories and shit? Or? So he uh, he had one like kid that rolled with him. I don't want to say it was like his bitch, yeah. but like because that kid was tough too. Yeah, but he definitely like Pookie looked out for him, yeah. you know. And um, that was one of the fights that I saw. This kid wailed on another inmate. It was one of the trustees. Okay, so I'll tell this story quickly. One of the trustees was like mopping up whatever, and he was shooting the shit with someone through the door, like talking to them. And like I said, you can't. They don't let us back out of the cells until the trustees are done cleaning up. And then they'll let us back out to play cards and watch TV. And the other thing is, like, you try not to shit while your cellmate is in the cell. You know, yeah. like, it's courtesy. If we know we're about to get out of our cells soon, just wait. And then when I'm out, you can do your thing. Correct. And uh, so this kid celled with Pookie. And he had to shit. Actually, I don't think he celled with Pookie. They were close by, though. Um, but he had to shit. And he was trying to wait until his cellmate got out. You know, and, like, we we're about to get out. Whenever this guy, yeah. his name was Big Country, was the guy that he fought. Whenever Big Country was done mopping the floors, he could get out, and so his, or his cellmate could get out, so he could shit. But Big Country's shooting the shit with somebody else through the door, and uh, so he's yelling. I'm like, "Hey, hurry the fuck up! I got to shit. Like, yeah. I will get us out of here. Like, hurry up and finish." And Big Country's like, "Hey, fuck you, man! Like, I'm gonna take my time." That pissed him off. 
So we get out of our cells later. <laughs> Everything's fine, right? We go to bed that night. Next morning, 5.30 in the morning, we all get up for breakfast, and Pookie's boy, who had to shit, comes out. Big Country's sitting down with his tray, and the kid just comes up behind him and wails on him, rocks Big Country right in the face. 5.30 in the morning, we all just woke up. Oh, my gosh. Big Country then turns around and just starts fucking this kid up. He, like, smashed him against the brick wall. The concrete wall. Was it the craziest fight you've ever seen? That one was bad. They were, he was leaking, like leaking. And then the guards came over, pepper sprayed him, and it was over. Big Country got to come back to the pod. The other kid went to the hole or whatever. No shit. Um, but Pookie the whole time was going, fuck him up! Fuck him <laughs> no up! No way! Fuck him up! Pookie had a swastika drawn on the bottom of his cup, so whenever he'd go to drink, it was, there was a fucking swastika staring at you. Me? He had fucking Aryan Brotherhood tattoos all over him. No All way. over his face. He was, wait, he was in jail waiting to go to prison. So there's two types of people in there. You know, you're either there for a sentence that's less yeah, than a year, and that's why you go to jail. Generally, if it's less than a year, you go to jail. More than a year, yeah. you go to prison. Um, or you know you're going to prison, but you're just awaiting trial for your sentencing and for them to figure out where you're going. So and you think he killed someone? I don't I'm not sure what his crime was. I didn't ask him. Yeah. Um, but he's like the type of guy that I think is like going to be in prison for the rest of his life. Is that like a common courtesy thing not to do is ask people whether in there? Or was that like no, a- I think um, it was like a pretty normal thing. Yeah. You know, like it's almost like what you see in the movies where it's like, so what you in here yeah, for? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like, but I, yeah, people talk about it. Yeah. It's all good. That's how I became hydroponic beat. <laughs> I cannot believe that. Yeah. I wish I could, no offense, but I wish I could have been a fly on the wall in there. It was interesting, bro. There was a lot of weird shit. Oh my gosh. It was crazy. Um, I got locked down in my cell for 24 hours. I got in a little bit of trouble. I mean, very little amount of trouble, but because I was working out, you like sweat, you know, and you only have one set of clothes. You like, you wear this like blue two piece jumpsuit thing and you only have one of them and you're like sweating, working out and stuff. When you're out in the basketball yard, working out, you're not allowed to take your shirt off because it's in view of the get the visiting quarters. So you have to work out like with your clothes on and you're outside sweating. And so then you come back inside. You don't want to like lay in your bed with sweaty clothes and then you got to sit in your sweaty nasty clothes all day so like the ultimate goal was to find someone with an extra set of pants or a shirt and like they were floating around somewhere i don't know how the first one was acquired but a couple people had extra sets of blues and the goal was to like get that you know and so i became cool with one of the guys and as he was getting released before me he was like hey i got an extra pair of pants you want it like fuck yeah so i got this extra pair of pants and then he also had a better mattress the mattress is ass it's like (laughs) the same thickness as the the desktop here and uh, it's, like, terrible. It's, like, a plastic material yeah. on the outside so that you could, like, wipe it down and yeah, disinfect yeah. it. And then the cushion is, like, fucking nothing. nothing. You know, it's nothing. The mattress sucks. But some people would, like, rip their mattress open a little bit, you know, and pull out some stuffing yeah. and then give it to other people so they could stuff their mattress, you know? Or maybe someone had an extra mattress at one point, you know? Like, same with the pants. I don't know where the extra first pair of <laughs> pants came from ever, but someone got one. Someone had an extra mattress or an extra fluffy one and like ripped some fluff out. And so this dude had a puffy mattress, like significantly yeah. better than mine. So he gave me his mattress too. But that's both of those things are contraband. If you get caught with an extra pair of pants, you're not allowed to have that. That's contraband. You get caught with modified mattress, that's contraband. So we get all we get down, locked down for a shakedown one night. It's this is when I'm still with Peanut. And um they come, they search our cell. First thing they do is look under my mattress, which is where my extra pair of pants was hidden. And uh, as they're looking under my mattress, they also notice my mattress is ripped wide open. They're like, hey, what's up with this, man? Like, I don't know. I got it like that. Like, where'd you get these extra pair of pants? Like, ah, I don't know, man. And uh, 
I just had to stay in myself for the next 24 hours. I was locked down for 24 hours. And they hours. took it, obviously? Yeah, took the pants, gave me a new mattress that was a normal wow. one. And, uh, but at that point, I was like kind of overplaying cards, and yeah. I was just reading books anyway, so I didn't really care. It didn't matter. Wow. Um, I also got a different cellmate halfway through. Peanut got released. And... Um, Did you get jelly? Jerry. Oh. J- Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Jelly? Oh, well, that's funny. His name was Jerry. Pretty close. Oh, my God. Um, we said it at the same time, though, and, I, and it almost sounded like the same. The same thing, right. No, that's, I thought you knew him or something. That's such you know? fucking corny jokes. It was Jerry. Okay. Um, Jerry was a homeless guy. He got arrested for, like, Being homeless. asking people for money outside yeah, of McDonald's yeah. or something. McDonald's called the cops on him. And uh, he was probably- a real nice guy, but Jerry scared me a little bit. Not because he was like tough or intimidating, but he was crazy. Oh, Jerry I don't was like definitely that. schizophrenic. I don't like that at all. And he would be talking to himself nope. all day, all night. I'd be trying to go to bed. Jerry's in his bed talking to himself and saying weird things. No, Jerry. No, no, Jerry. No, no way. Be like, nah. What's he saying no <laughs> to in his head? Is are the demons telling him to kill me right now? Like, you know, I don't know what he's thinking. He freaked me out a little bit. He was a super nice guy. He read the Bible like all day. Nah, I don't fuck with that though. It's creepy yeah. though, right? A little something a little yeah, creepy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, definitely schizophrenic. But me and him were cool. You know, he was a nice dude. I talked to him about the law of attraction, which he really liked. Like, I don't know. We we got along just fine. He, was, he wasn't weird or anything, but he freaked me out. No, I don't um, fuck with Jerry like that. Yeah. I can't do vo- I know. He would mm-hmm. talk to himself nonstop. I, nonstop. I wouldn't be able to fall asleep straight up. I would not be able when to. When he did fall asleep, he snored like a motherfucker. No, see, that's like loose, quaking loose. Yeah, yeah, snoring. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. He was, was probably brutal. living the life. He was homeless before. He was like, stoked. Yeah. It was really cold. When when I got released, it was like November. And yeah. Tallahassee gets cold. We had like one day where it snowed in Tallahassee. Yeah. Um, and when he got released, I remember him saying, like, damn, I really hope my sleeping bag and my stuff is still in the bush where I left it behind McDonald's. Holy shit. Right? Kind of sad. Yeah. Like, he yeah, was going to have to, he gets out of jail. He has to walk back to the McDonald's, McDonald's where he got it. arrested and hope that his sleeping bag and his stuff is behind the bush where he left it. And it kind of makes and you question, cold. and it makes a question, like, why is this stuff systemic? Because, like, and I'm not saying that we should pay for these people to have, like, multiple shots. Right. But, like, we throw them back out on the street. And we expect them to like change. To do what? Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, and and I don't know what it should be, but some type of program, because I think there's a statistic to it. And I think it's very high. The rate of once you get in jail once, I think it, a lot of the people are returning offenders. Yeah. 100%. And uh, it becomes a cycle. Well, the know? probation system also like is almost set up to for failure. Yeah, exactly. Um, which I think is a big reason for the repeat offenders. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's two sides to that. Obviously the person who's violating probation did something to violate. Yeah. So maybe they weren't walking the finest line. But I don't think the probation system really sets you up for success. Exactly. It's almost set up for failure. Um, I was on probation for two years after that with a seven, it was called community control, where it's a seven to seven curfew. So I had to be home by 7 p.m. every night and I had to stay there until for 7 a.m. for two years. Are you serious? Yep. Officer Milton. Wow. Um, cool guy? Girl. She okay. was all right. I mean, she was, she was all right. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. like mean or crazy yeah, yeah, or anything, yeah. but she wasn't like friendly. Yeah. Um, but my loophole to that was, hopefully, I, I, no one's watching this that going to care. Um, but my loophole for my my curfew was I was working at Bradley's at the time. And I just started bartending. Because that was like my first move. As yeah, soon as I got yeah. out, I moved back home. Because the only reason I could afford Tallahassee is because I was trapping. Yeah. Move back home, get my job back at Bradley's. Grind for a little bit. I start bartending like shortly after getting home. And uh, the exemption or the exception to the curfew thing was if you were at work, the yeah. curfew didn't apply. You just had to go straight home after work. Yeah. So Bradley's was my place of work. I also lived right next to it. Yeah. And uh, 
You were working. I was working. I mean, yeah. I worked like fucking six days a week yeah. anyway. Most of the time I wasn't lying. Yeah. But even if I was off and I felt like going and hanging out at Bradley's, I'd just go hang out at Bradley's. And the way Officer Milton would check if I was at work or not was she'd call the Bradley's phone number, like the phone number on Google. And I just had to answer the phone and be like, hey, Officer Milton's beat. I'm here. So wow. I could be at Bradley's getting ripped, you know, just hanging out. That's a two for one. And if yeah. she calls and she's like, Peter, I'm at your house. Why aren't you home? I'd be like, oh, I'm at Bradley's, Officer Milton. Like, so for working. two years, you didn't go out basically anywhere else besides Bradley's. Yeah. Wow. I actually, I got off probation a little bit early. So I put okay. maybe like a year and a half. Oh, so you were regular there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drug test. I didn't smoke that whole time. Wow. How yeah. was that? It was fine. I mean, I, I wasn't going to fuck up and go back yeah, to jail. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't. There's people that push it, you know, and like, like, oh, I don't have a whole month before my next drug yeah. test. If I take a little hit now, I'll get clean and I'll just drink a ton of water or whatever. I wasn't taking any chances, yeah. bro. I'm not failing a fucking drug test. How fast did you go back to drinking after jail? Was it like a time you took off or were you like... I think because I wasn't smoking, I probably... Try to drink a little more. Probably, yeah. Yeah. If I had to guess. Uh, well, while Pete, I think we should bring this, keep bringing this back. I think there's Yeah, there's more stuff in here. That yeah. was just the... Uh, the weird things that I made notes of, but there's definitely like, I've got commissary orders and look at how OCD it is. I was making my own graph paper. I think, uh, cause I think it's really cool because again, like it's not cool in that sense, but it's very interesting. The insight of someone who was in jail and now it's so cool that you're comfortable talking about it too. No, totally. It like it, made me who yeah, I am. You exactly. know? I don't regret any of it. Yeah. I don't, Everything happened. The you way see, it was you see these shows on Discovery Channel, but like you never, I, I've never personally talked to someone in real life, you know, right. who's experienced this stuff. So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive into the rest yeah. of this at another time. But I've got a list of things I want to do when exactly. I get home. Oh, a shitload of uh, gratitude lists, yeah. like weeks of gratitude lists. I wrote a gratitude list every day, and it'd be fun to go through that list and tell you how many things on there I have now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To really show you the power of it. Yeah, like a board I was. I drew a. Uh, Cover art for my gratitude list. The last serious topic I want to talk about for today was uh, a true insight to show you like how much of a, what is that? Cover art for my gratitude list. Oh my gosh. Um, to really show you an insight of how over the top social media is and mm. how, uh, you know, we, we're putting our best self out there. There's a TikTok challenge thing that came, it's been popular in this past week or so it's called the boyfriend or girlfriend application or husband or wife application <laughs> and on this application they put like four or five pictures in like their name their age what they do and like what like what they like doing for fun right and it's so funny because almost every single one is the same you know okay. there's a picture of a, a girl or guy at the gym they're like my name is Nick. The next picture is like them with a the dog. Like I love pets. The next picture is them like doing something active, either like on a mountain or like going like down a hill. They're like I'm adventurous. And then like, but what I'm saying is like, it's like four or five slides. And if you've seen it before, you'd probably know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's literally like, it's ironic because they're all the same thing because everyone wants to be like this perfect picture, you right. know? How much of it you think is cap? Um, I would say 75%. Yeah. Right. At least. People just saying what they think the ideal partner would be. Literally like adventurous, but yet I want to be a stay at home I'm a mom. Homebody. Yeah. But you know, I'm crazy. I'll have fun. You know, like, yeah. you know, I just, the whole point of what I'll say is cause like you look at these things on TikTok or whatever social media you're on. You're like, wow, these people are perfect. Like, yeah. like how, first off, how are they single? Like John's 28. He's a multimillionaire. He has a cute dog. He lives in a penthouse. Like, wait, what? Like, how does that work? You know? Um, but 
Let me tell you, it's literally just a shot, a slideshow of the best things in their life. And it's not to discount them. Like, you know, some of these people probably live an amazing life, Mm -hmm. but there's also like a whole side of these, these puzzles that people don't see, Mm -hmm. you know? So I just thought it was so ironic. I'm looking at this and I'm like, these people are putting this out there and like, be real. I don't know because I I mean, you're not even, if it's, first of all, I don't know how much of it is to genuinely like use to find a partner. I feel like a lot of it is just boasting about themselves and boasting about like being single. You know, I feel like especially people coming out of a relationship feel like, Oh my God, everyone remembers me being in the relationship. I need to announce that I'm single, you know? And that's like a, probably their way of doing it in like a not cheesy way. Like, Hey ladies, I'm available or vice versa, you know? Um, or the girl that always posts her tits or ass on social media and then like will post a screenshot of a guy like hitting on her right. and be like, oh my God, I hate creeps. Like yeah, what? Right. Like, wait, what is the point of what you're doing? Like you can't, you can't do one and then say the other, you right. know? Okay. This actually brings up a good point. My sister sent me this a couple weeks ago and I forgot to bring it up on the podcast, but I think it's sort of relevant and worth talking about. And I want to hear your opinion on it. And hopefully I don't butcher this because I'm just going off the dome right now. But it was basically this guy was like uh, works for AAA or was like a plumber or something like that. Some dude that was just providing a service. Right. And this lady calls him. He comes, provides the service. And after the fact, texts her saying, hey, you know, just finished up the job. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Blah, blah, blah. Um, She says, yeah, thank you. No worries. And then he follows it up with, hey, I hope this isn't like crossing the line or anything but I just thought you were super sweet and really nice. And, uh, if it isn't asking too much, like if, if I could take you out to get a drink sometime, like I would love that. And, um, she posted it and kind of put him on blast for it. And the comments were pretty split between a lot of girls saying like, what a fucking pig. Why can't a girl just call for a service and it just be that and nothing more. But also the way that this guy worded his pitch was very respectful. You know, it wasn't like, a cat call, you know, he was super respectful about it. And he also waited until after the service was done and like texted her after the fact, you know, it wasn't like he put her in an uncomfortable position while he was there in person, you know, I thought he was getting beaten up a little bit by the comments and the people saying he was a creep when he seemed very respectful, but I'm interested in hearing your take. It's interesting because, you know, I'm a guy and I was single most forever before Paige, but I also was born and raised, you know, raised with two older sisters. And like, I understand the woman perspective pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so fucked up for a woman or per, whatever side of the situation. I mean, it probably happens to men too, but for someone to put you on blast like that, like I understand you, you met someone in a professional realm, but so do girl bartenders. They're, they're working and right. they get hit on by guys all the time. Right. And guys take home, whatever it is. But like and vice that, versa. Sometimes the bartenders are dishing it out. Exactly. Guy bartenders I know who get laid a shit ton. Slinging dick. Know? Exactly. Slinging <laughs> that shit. Right? So it happens in professional settings all the time. For him to just say that, if he said it in a respectful way, right? And I paraphrased what he said, but it was super respectful. Yeah. It, you know? and, uh, and even if the dude was nerdy or geeky during the time he was there, he was a weird plumber or something. I like that you brought that up because yeah. some of the comments were saying, if he was good looking, it's okay. But yeah. if he was ugly, it's creepy. Exactly. And what exactly. the fuck is that? That's it's, fucked up. It's, it's the, real, the real truth, though. It, it's so fucked. But if the girl like got any creepy vibe off him or just wasn't interested... If he sends that message and doesn't send anything back for two or three days, then 
don't post a thing, but why him send that message? Right. And then it could have gone nowhere, but you're going to go out of your way to make this person feels so embarrassed and like this guy's never going to try to go approach anyone or talk to anyone anymore right Right. you absolutely killed any type of self-esteem this guy had Mm -hmm. and uh embarrass him in front of everyone and then like it could have just died and been nothing right completely unwarranted i get it if the guy is like double or triple messaging you right question marks exactly exactly like oh my god you're so sexy i can't stop thinking about you like i do see i do see screenshots sometimes of situations like this yes but if the guy is just being genuine and be like, hey, I thought you were pretty. I would love to take you out sometime because I've done that in the past. I really have because that's the way I roll. Like, hey, it was so nice meeting you. I met you organically in person. Right. Would you like to take this anywhere? If not, totally OK. But I've done that before. Right. And what's the appropriate setting? And it's only OK for people to send those text messages as if like you met at a bar or, or, like, or that it's more normal to meet someone on a computer screen. But if I meet, I meet someone in person and they're genuine with me, right. it's weird. Yeah. Right. So I will push that against because it also, again, it makes men and women feel ostracized for going up to people in the real world. And I feel like we should support that. Yeah, when um, is it acceptable? Because to shoot then, your shot? in ten years, you literally all, everyone's just gonna be sitting at a bar talking to their phones or themselves, mm. and people aren't gonna socialize anymore. You know, right? Um, everyone knows the social boundaries; don't cross those boundaries. But if, if you're within that, which I definitely support and think that is, mm-hmm. it's fine. Right. Um, I think the respect thing is important. Yeah. You know, like if the if the pitch is respectful, you know, and them shooting their shot isn't creepy, like yeah. oh, you're so fucking fine, yeah. and it's not spamming them and blowing them up. I can understand putting someone on blast for like yeah. spamming and being creepy yeah. and weird, like egregiously. But I don't know the respectful slide in the DM. Like, come on, man, give the guy a break. When is it okay to shoot your shot? Then? And people forget the power of social media these days. Like, it could ruin someone's life. Yeah, Even right. something as simple as that. I mean, if his employer was right. super, super, super conservative in that fact, and like right. didn't want anything. Go. He gets let go. He goes into depression because he has no self-esteem. Yeah. I mean, he, he can get ran over because what you want, you want your 10 minutes of fame and you want to be supported. Like, right. um, again, I would have to be there and, and see the scenario firsthand and give you an honest, honest review. Mm-hmm. But my opinion is you don't go to social media with that shit. You yeah. don't, you don't, you don't go after someone like that. For sure. All right, guys. So that was the f- first three quarters of our segment. The last one, we're bringing back two puffs. So we're going to go take our two puffs, hey. jump back on the set. And we're going to run through some funny questions. Cool. Be right back. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. We're back. (laughs) Um, We did our segment of the two puff on our end, and now it's your guys' end to watch. So I gathered some questions for us. That was a great way to intro that. (laughs) Dude, Santa Claus fires me up, bro. Honestly. This is always my favorite part of the episode. Like, just an awesome guy, dude. That whole story. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Do you remember getting fired up to go uh, sit on his lap at the mall? Did you guys do that? Take pictures with him like that? I'm sure I did it. I don't remember being fired up. Uh, I was too young, I guess. People don't understand. Like, okay, so my obsession from Christmas and my whole family was my mom and dad on an extra scale of like Christmas was yeah. like an 11 on a scale of 1 to 10. Okay. Like, they went all our out. front yard in the Palm Beach Country Estates was lit up like a fucking Christmas tree. Yeah. Literally made our power bill like double every <laughs> year. Um... Like they put so much money, time, and in our, our when you walked into our house, my mom had every decoration in every corner. The tree was immaculate. Like it was just a whole ordeal. Yeah. 
Literally like Christmas Eve night, my dad would run onto the roof, down, run down it in his work boots. So you So it was like the reindeer landing on the roof, right? Wow. They gathered all the kids inside. He'd run up there, do that, jump down as Santa Claus, right? So it was literally the reindeer just landed on the roof. He jumped, run down as Santa Claus, wow. walk in. Again, this man is not an actor. For some reason, he f- he was filled this role amazing. It was the Christmas spirit. Dude, exactly. And like the whole experience, bro, when I tell you there's no more, there, there's no drug to fill the energy when I woke up as a kid Christmas morning, like walking out. My parents staged all the presents that were his presents unwrapped. So yeah. like he brought them in the middle of the night, dropped them off. And then they had presents that like they wrapped up. Oh, so the stuff from Santa wasn't wrapped? Wasn't wrapped. And the, the logic was Santa just drops these off. Correct. That's fucking sick. Unwrapped, boom. That. And it was always like the bigger presents. Like for one one day, one year I got like an Easton baseball bat or something like that. Sick. And that was unwrapped. Yeah. And then they had all their gifts. So dude, the, the whole psychological breakdown of the thing. They the, went all out. In the middle of the night, my dad had boot marks on the driveway in paint one year. Come so on. it was like Santa walking down the driveway in his boots. That's so great. I love that. My parents didn't do anything that aggressive, but, but I remember it, loving Christmas. Yeah, yeah. but it... it it's hard to explain to people, but like, it's so funny. All my roommates throughout college and like when I, when I live with the two guys, even after I have never not had a real Christmas tree that I've decorated mm. in my space ever. Really? In college, like a fucking frat apart, like, you know, like right, just cr- right. crazy college kids. We had six guys living with us one year. I had still had a Christmas tree. I That's brought so it funny. wrapped in lights. Like I, I just, anyways, to the beginning of the conversation, Santa Claus is the part that I remember loving about Christmas the most was creating the like list, you know, my wish list yeah, it's and been- kind of like really narrowing it down yeah, what yeah, I yeah. want. And the thing that I kind of correlate that feeling to now is when I do my gratitude list, that's like almost the feeling inside okay. that you need to have of like, I know I'm going to get all this shit that yeah, I'm asking yeah. for, you know, but obviously wording it in a different way. Like Santa, I want yeah, this yeah, yeah. instead. It's I'm so grateful. I have this already, but that's like the feeling I try to channel, yeah. you know, when I'm doing that. People be tripping, bro. They, they literally, I think I believed, I'll say this out loud. I think I believed in Santa Claus till I was like 12 or 13. Wow. I mean, your parents sold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my sisters like never even told me a word either. Like it was, it was, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. I think. That's and cute, then, man. I love that. Yeah. And then, you know, my family is obviously obsessed with it now. So, um, but are yeah. you going to fill those shoes? Dude, those are big shoes to fill, but I think so. I think, I think big we're, boots to yeah. Fill. The thing about me and my two sisters and then my brother-in-laws and Paige, we're all like on board as a team of six. So like mm. aunts and uncles and mm-hmm. whatever are, of course, our in-laws as, as uncles and aunts as well. Yeah. But uh, I like yeah. That. Um, okay. So to first fun question of the week I wrote down. Okay. What is one rumor, true or false, that you'd want spread about yourself? <laughs> oh, man. Dude, uh, really just that, like, I'm the best guy, you know, like, Pete's a fucking nice guy. That's, that's really it. That's all <laughs> so I you're strive saying for. it's a rumor, Pete? Well, you said it could be true or false. Okay, so you just want being spread like Pete's a good guy. I want everyone, when they talk about Pete, to be like, man, that guy, Pete's a fucking nice yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry if that's unsuspenseful. No, no, no. I don't really want people saying anything else about me <laughs> other than that, I guess. So I'm fucked up. Like, mine went to, like, Nick has a 10-inch horn, you know? Like- <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, my mind went there, too, yeah, but that yeah. doesn't add any value yeah. to me anymore. No, you know? I guess like- you're right. 
Uh, and, and to be honest, in my life, too, it wouldn't add any value. Right, exactly. But for some reason, that's right where Imagine my mind went. Imagine if everyone around town was just talking. All the YouTube comments <laughs> like, were just like, whip out the horn. Yeah, like, that dude lays it down, you Yeah, know? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, that'd be a great rumor to have spread. Yeah. And when I was 21, I'm sure that would have yeah, been yeah, my yeah. answer. Yeah. But now, you know. Yeah. I'm only slinging dick in one direction, Saying you know, that and that's JoJo's direction, so it doesn't one matter. One dick, one direction, you're right. <laughs> one, do you think that's how they came up with the name, One Direction? That's what they were talking about? Just one for the rest of their lives? Yeah, I doubt that's what they were talking about. Just slaying dick. Yeah. Um, okay. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, yeah. He's kind I mean, of I'm, torn. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm engaged, right? So, right. but... <laughs> You know, I'll start the rumor if you, you want. Know, I'll, like I'll spread it. I could, I'll leak. A dude's got a ten-inch dong. You know? <laughs> accidental story yeah. post or something. <laughs> oh shit, dude! It would be a little weird though, like because going out, like people would be like, "Wait, this dude's got a ten-inch hog." Right. You know? People start recognizing you from the podcast. Yeah, like, hey, yeah, you're yeah. the guy with the horn, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Um, it wouldn't be the worst thing. What? It wouldn't be the worst thing. No, I mean, but you know, whatever. Um, Let me see where your head's at, bro. Would you rather prove that ghosts are real or aliens are real? Damn, that's a good one. Um, I want to say ghosts because, man, this is hard. Because I, I was going to say because that's the one that really blows my mind more, mm-hmm. but pff, aliens yeah. do blow my fucking mind. I just feel like there's enough people out there actively doing the research on aliens and trying to figure that out already that I don't need to help in that Bro, space. But here's the thing, Pete. They can't do ever do enough research to figure out aliens, bro. There's like a bajillion galaxies in in a quadrillion, you know. Here's my next Milky answer ways. too. My second part to that is I'm more scared of ghosts. I think. Well, okay, I'm not actually scared of ghosts, yeah. but say we know that one or two is going to be true. Yeah. I would rather know about the ghosts and have that figured out. Because they have the reputation for fucking with people and doing bad things. Where aliens, I think if they wanted to demolish us, they would have done it already. You know, like... I so, so which one... I'll go to this. Which one do you believe more in? Aliens or ghosts? I want to say about the same for both. Really? I partially believe in both. Okay. I think that I would absolutely fucking lose my mind if there was ghosts around me. So, right. I think I'm absolutely going with aliens. <sighs> Because you just don't want to know if they're there. The well, ghosts. also like an alien literally could be like an ant or it could be like, you know. Oh, my God. You e. just unlocked a whole nother thought process. Yeah. I never I was only thinking about the textbook alien. You no, know? But no, yeah, no, imagine no. if they were just among us. Dude, literally imagine if one day you're chilling on your boat and a fucking spaceship starts hovering and then two peanuts get out of the spaceship. Well, here's walking. the thing. I don't know. could literally be peanuts. I forget. I think it was Joe Rogan or someone that I was listening to recently. Talking about UFOs, Joe Rogan's got a lot of yeah, info yeah, out there yeah. about UFOs and alien life forms. But there's a lot of like concrete evidence oh, that like aliens sure. are a thing. Yeah. And like the theory I think that they were talking about on this particular episode was like, obviously, if they wanted to just fuck us up and take us out, they could do that. Oh, we're toast. But yeah. where they think that we're more of just like an experiment for them, and they're just kind of like enjoy watching us do our thing and evolve and like Kim Jong Un's and we're alien. like an ant farm to them. <laughs> we literally are the game Sims. Yeah, right. No, exactly. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And they're literally just chilling up there like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But you there's know. been a lot of like weird, really substantial evidence lately. Like, have you seen the the Tic Tac, they call it, that one, where it's like oh, this yep. thing that just <laughs> like goes into the water, comes back out, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. bro, there's like four naval fighter jet yeah. pilots that are vouching that they all saw this. Like, there's evidence. It is true. 
what the fuck? You know? <laughs> so I feel like the alien space doesn't need my help in the research. If I can solve one, it's going to be ghosts. And to the point that you just said, it scares me more to know that ghosts would be around. And for that reason, I want to know, I want it to be figured out, you know? Yeah. I I'm just, pretty confident aliens are a thing, but they don't scare me too much. They scare the fuck out of me, Pete. They seem to be leaving us Literally, alone. Literally, Thor could jump on this bitch, hammer, hammer down, boom, we're done. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. Just a thought that crosses my mind, you but, know? I mean, you could almost say the same for a ghost, right? I guess it depends. They're air, Pete. They can't hit me. You've seen the movies. Yeah, it's true. They do haunt you, They though. do things. Yeah. They'll make hey, you hit yourself. In, in the theme of October and Halloween, see, we're talking about ghosts. Oh, I like that transition. Yeah. That was good. Um, if you had to get a lip tattoo, what it what would it say? Um, you might give this a good thing, Pete, because you might get one one day. I'm disappointed I don't have an answer ready for this. Like, yeah, this is something that should have crossed artist, my mind Pete. already. I think mine would be entry. Bro, <laughs> what are you? What's entering? <laughs> what's entering, bro? Food? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Where's your head, Pete? I don't know, dude. I'm sucking You're dick. the one talking about 10-inch horns a second ago. I just was curious what, it, what you and Paige do in your free time, dude. You just walk out of my house, you see a fat strap on. <laughs> Enter. What was that big package at the door today when I got here, buddy? Enter. Enter. And it's entry. It was like a fun joke, but I could see how that could get twisted for sure. <laughs> Can you imagine, dude? Uh, I can see it. Like, like one day you get punched and that's showing. And it just says entry. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's like putting it over your butthole. You know, like entry. Well, then there's only one assumption. Then <laughs> it's only standing for one thing. You dodged the weird. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Because it was your <laughs> mouth and you had the perfect answer ready for food. Yeah. That was acceptable. Now, when you tell me it's your butthole, there's no excuse. Uh, you're There's right. No you're right. It's now definitely. I really question if the, there was truth behind that food answer or not, dude. That was sus. What I do in my free time, Pete? Don't worry about it. Oh my gosh. Uh, so subscribe to Nick's OnlyFans. Yeah, right. Um, coming soon. <laughs> Sucking silicone. <laughs> oh no. no dude. Oh no. What? Uh, okay. Oh my god. Okay, I've got one for you real quick. Right. Um, and this, dude, I don't know if you've been watching. I've been active on the live notes lately because yeah. me and JoJo just have some funny conversations yeah, yeah. and I'll be like, God, I got to talk about this on yeah. the podcast. So first things first, do you and Paige like ever shower together in like a non-sexual way? Not like, ooh, let's go get in the shower. But like, no. you both need to just shower at the same time. So you shower together? Nah. Never, huh? Mm-mm. Me and JoJo do it all the time. Wait, what? <laughs> like, I'll, Wait, I'll be what? like, I'm going to take a shower. And she'll be like, actually, I kind of want to take one too. And we'll take a shower together. That just doesn't make logical sense, Pete. We do it all the time. How, what's the square footage of your shower looking like? It's a good one. Like, you could easily walk around. Yeah, there's no... T- it's one of those that doesn't have a tub. It's okay. just like a walk-in shower with okay. this open yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's not like tight, super tight. Um, also, the kicker of that is I don't... I've never not been in the shower with my girl and thought, bow, chicka, bow, wow. You know? Right, right. You Me know, like, too at first. A, a low key at first when she started saying like, oh, I'll take one with you too. I'd yeah. be like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, we kind of got to go. <laughs> like, I'm, we got shit. To, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. then I realized it wasn't in that. No. She just wanted to take a shower with me, you know? And like, yeah. there, nothing happens. But like. Sometimes that area is not set, you know, it's not an on off switch. It's a censored area. You know what I'm saying? What? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, like, you know, sometimes that area. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> I was going to just agree to agree and move on, but I wanted to understand. Sometimes that area is a center area, meaning if it's in surroundings, there's no oh, like switch there's just no help in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I like guess. there's there's a one foot radius of me right, talk, right. you know. That's true. Yeah, and it's uh, dude, if there's sensory around, you know. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Okay, no, okay yeah, I got All you. Right. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't so much. Uh, I think probably for the first few, I was having yeah, that yeah. complex, yeah. but now I kind of know the beat, and it's just. Uh, uh, so now I feel weird going into the second part of my question because I know you can't relate to this. All right, keep going. You like scrub her back and shit? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, that's the great part. She does mine. Okay. Oh, yeah, I do hers too. I don't want to make it sound one way. But yeah, you know, like I said, we use that exfoliating body wash. I think we spoke about that in a previous podcast for some reason. I love that word, exfoliating. Um, Yeah, it feels great. And she, you know, does me up. And that's wonderful. It's like a massage. Every time you get to take a shower, it's great. And, uh, but let me ask you this then to segue into my next part of the question. Do you pee like every time you take a shower? I'd probably say 50% of the time. Really? Yeah. Really? Really. <laughs> really. Okay, I think I'm 100% of the time. Really? And I was convinced it was like a human no, reflex. Like your body's a, doused in water and no. your body says, okay, let's eject some That's water. That's not normal. I think it's like a... Because as you're standing there to get in the shower, as it's heating up, the toilet's right there. Yeah, my okay, so you do live in a house where yeah. you have to wait for the hot water heater. Yeah. I live in an apartment and it's just pretty much instant. There's no downtime. Yo, boom boom. Pretty I mean, I don't it's not like I turn it on yeah. and get in, but like I turn it on and might like go put my phone on the charger yeah, or some yeah. shit and then get in. You know, it's not like there's a wait period. Um a queue. <laughs> I think that why? Do you piss you you, you don't piss I, on her? Wait, do you, you Well, that, I was gonna say like <laughs> Do you, while you and Paige are taking the showers together that you don't take, do you ever like have to pee and you just like, she, she doesn't care? Would you pee in front of her in the shower if she wasn't there with you? Okay, let's go that route first. <laughs> okay. Let's go that route okay, first. Okay. Say you and Paige did take this hypothetical non-sexual okay. shower together. Okay. Would you, and you had to pee, would you feel comfortable doing it while she's in there? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So I do as well. Okay. But I aim it directly for the drain, you know, because I don't yeah. want us to be like standing in a pool of pee, you yeah. know, or like whatever. I go straight for the drain and try to hit it in the hole yeah. so that it just, there's no, it just goes straight down there. Jojo does this thing where she'll be like, and stick her foot oh, in front okay. of the stream. Like she wants it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On her foot, you know? Okay. And it's as a joke. She I mean, karate chops the yeah, piss? Yeah, she sticks her foot right okay. in the middle. Okay. Uh, hopefully she doesn't mind <laughs> exposing this. Um, and I mean, we're in the shower. He's yeah, getting yeah. immediately washed totally. off, you know? And yeah. it's not like she's like, ooh, yeah, pee yeah, on me yeah. more. This might be a normal thing. She right? just knows I, it's funny as fuck and okay. I crack up every time, so okay. she does it, you know? Okay. <laughs> but I know you can't relate because you and Paige shower <laughs> separately. What a waste of water. <laughs> God, dude. Don't you ever think about the environment? You listen, here's the thing. I know some couples, and I don't know if you guys are like this, are like... You know your back's d- not does clean. Does she, she shit in front of you? Yeah. See, we're not that couple. Yeah. So, okay, this is another thing that... This is my first relationship like this, where we feel comfortable, like, pooping with the door open. See, for me... She'll let me stand in the bathroom and talk to her while she's doing it. But when it comes time to wipe, then we go our yeah. separate ways. See, I know there's a lot of couples like this out there. I probably, I don't know if it's a 50 50 split, but for me, like. I used to be like you. You know? Um, I remember working at Katrina. It's not like a cute process. No, right, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something about the way JoJo does it's cute. 
But I remember working at Kachina and this couple that was working there yeah, together yeah, yeah. talking about this. And they're like, yeah, like I'll poop at the door open. And he'll sit there and talk to me in the doorway. And I remember thinking, you guys are fucking freaks. Like yeah, that's yeah. the weirdest shit ever. But I think, you know, I don't know. For some reason, me and Jojo are just comfortable like that. But again, like I said, it's not like we're doing anything nasty. Like yeah, we're literally yeah. just sitting there like... And it's not every time. It's not like, babe, I'm going to poop. Come with me, you know? But if it's in the way, then you're right. not. Right, she's got something to say. I don't know. Yeah, it happens okay. sometimes. And it's not like, stay out, I'm pooping. Yeah, yeah, But when it comes time to wipe, she literally will be like, okay, time for you to go. Yeah, I guess I guess that situation's happened to us, but, like, I'll avoid it at all costs, you know? Maybe I'll pull, like, a, a jail route and put, like, a, a shower curtain in the middle of the boom. bathroom so we can just have a curtain, right? And between. then you all can do your business, boom, yeah, right there. shout out to Peanut. <laughs> shout out to Peanut. Um... All right, and then the last question I had is what is the lowest age person that you could beat up? Okay, I didn't word that right. <laughs> 18. No, 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 no. What is the youngest age of a person? Like, if you say I could beat every, everyone's ass, that's nine years old. In the world. <laughs> I could beat every 10-year-old's ass Guarantee in the world. Guarantee I'll whoop every 10-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At what, what age what, does that stop? Yeah, what age does that stop? <laughs> this is so funny, bro. What the fuck made you think of this? <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> I think, um, man, it's tough because they vary so much these days. You yeah. know, once you get past that 10-year-old yeah. age... Some people are hitting puberty early. I'm telling you, dude. Um, Grant Pelton was like 6'2", 180 when we were fifth grade, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> I was just watching an episode of Impulsive when they had like the guy from Iceland that was yep, on Game of yeah, Thrones, yeah. and he said his son is like 10 years old yep. and six foot tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what? That I'm sounded you, fake. I think I'm going seven years old. No, Nick. Give yourself more credit. <laughs> <laughs> Seven bro, years old. You know there's some Russian eight year old bro who's fucking <laughs> killing bears with his hands, dude. You don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to do. I was gonna say like, and I'm not like promoting uh, beating up seven year olds. I'm saying like that is that is the 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 age limit. For I think me. I can hang with like all the thirteen year olds. Thirteen, probably, Pete? yeah. They're rocking you, bro. Like, <laughs> they're rocking you. I don't Dude. Know. We I don't were think that, so. that's when we were in eighth grade, bro. There was kids dunking basketball. Oh, wait, 13's eighth, eighth grade. grade? Yeah. What age are you in sixth grade? Um, what age are you in sixth grade? You are eleven. All right, let me see any 11-year-old. I think I'm okay. Any sixth eighth grade? grade? There were some grown men in eighth grade, I remember. Grown men. Yeah, bro. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'll get the smoke with most 13-year-olds. Don't get me wrong. But there are a few There variables. are some smokers that, yeah, yeah you won't smoke. Um, <laughs> but uh, just just for you guys to take with the rest of your day, all these questions, uh, think about them. I think they're very good and questions. And if you want to answer these questions, send them to the DMs on yeah. our Instagram. And we'll, uh, We'd we'll, love to see them. We will or will not put you on blast with your consent. Um, well, guys, from Santa Claus to, uh, you know, aliens and everything in between, that was your... Two puff, two question. Um, I think we get a, a, a amazing perspective on things, and that I love that. Funny. To wrap up the episode, guys, I want to go back through and say um, we are going to be vlogging more. We do have this challenge coming up, the MM challenge. Okay, the Millennial Mental- uh, Mentality Challenge. And it is working out for 45 minutes once a day. It's gratitude lists once a day, and it's no cheat meals. 
Okay. Jump and on board with this. Every day till the end of the year, jump on board and there's no start date. So if you see this in two weeks or whatever you see it, jump on board. Yeah. We're going to be doing it every day through the rest of the year. Really just trying to create balance and happiness in our lives. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, guys, give us a shout out. If you have any questions, we love you guys. Thank you for the support. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.
total. Cool. So probably like an hour 